Good morning. I uh, welcome you to this uh, pre-recorded Easter devotional uh, reading. We, we're on Poet Seat Tower this year. We've ascended that height and uh, gained that position where uh, in many years past a, a group of uh, New Age people were worshiping the sun and we have gotten that spot and this year we are hopefully, hopefully if you're watching this around 7.30 Sunday morning, we are worshiping the sun who created all things from that same spot. Uh, and that's very exciting. Uh, due to the nature of being outdoors, uh, the difficulty of uh, trying to figure out microphones and how to set up the camera without wind uh, billowing through and all of those fun things that you get with being outdoors. Uh, and just the fact that I didn't want myself and my daughter and other people who were there to lose some of the joy of the moment, uh, I chose not to live stream uh, that service. But we have a number of you who cannot come out who wish you could and I don't want you to miss out either so I thought I would just record the same devotional for you that I'm giving again if you're watching in the moment hopefully right now at Poet Seat. This year I've chosen to uh, do a devotional reading rather than do a devotional myself but since the author is J.C. Ryle and he is a far superior writer than I am I think you'll enjoy it. I think you'll be blessed, I hope, this day through this devotion. But let's start things right. Let's start with uh, the words of Christ, a paraphrase of Psalm 41. The voice of our Savior through the psalmist long ago. All those who hate me whisper ill, against me harm devise. Some evil holds him fast, they say, brought down, he will not rise. And even my familiar friend, in whom my trust was real, the one who ate my bread has turned and lifted up his heel. But you, O oh Lord, be merciful and raise me in your grace. Let's pray. O oh, Father, Eternal Lord, God Almighty, in the name of Jesus, who is the resurrection and the life, we come to worship you this morning. For Christ, by your gracious raising up, is the firstborn from the dead, the first fruits of our coming resurrection. And as his disciples, we this day would proclaim the gospel of his resurrection. This day, which you have made, we would rejoice and be glad in you. So, Father, we come to give thanks to you this morning. You, Father, who together with the Son and the Spirit, one God forevermore, deserve all adoration and praise. And we bring this to you in Jesus' name. Amen. He is risen. Scripture reading this morning 
is Matthew 28, Matthew 28, verses 1 through 10. This is the word of Almighty God. Now after the Sabbath, as the first day of the week began to dawn, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary came to see the tomb. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. His countenance was like lightning and his clothing as white as snow. And the guards shook for fear of him and became like dead men. But the angel answered and said to the women, Do not be afraid, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he is risen, as he said. Come, see the place where the Lord lay. And go quickly and tell his disciples that he is risen from the dead, and indeed he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. Behold, I have told you. So they went out quickly from the tomb with fear and great joy and ran to bring his disciples word. And as they went to tell his disciples, behold, Jesus met them saying, Rejoice! And so they came and held him by the feet, and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brethren to go to Galilee, and there they will see me. This is the word of our God. As I said, our devotional today comes from J.C. Ryle's Thoughts on Matthew. And uh, he has four thoughts, four considerations on this passage. I'm only going to share two of them at this time, although they're all good. But here, this meditation on the resurrected Christ. All four evangelists describe minutely how our Lord was crucified. All four relate with no less clearness that he rose again. We need not wonder that so much importance is attached to our Lord's resurrection. It is the seal and headstone of the great work of redemption, which he came to do. It is the crowning proof that he has paid the debt which he undertook to pay on our behalf, won the battle which he fought to deliver us from hell, and is accepted as our surety and our substitute by our Father in heaven. Had he never come forth from the prison of the grave, how could we ever have been sure that our ransom had been fully paid? Had he never risen from his conflict with the last enemy, how could we have felt confident that he has overcome death, and in him that had the power, and overcome him that had the power of death, that is the devil. But thanks be unto God, we are not left in doubt. The Lord Jesus really rose again for our justification. The true Christians are begotten again unto a lively hope 
by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. They may boldly say with Paul, who is he that condemns? It is Christ that died. Yes, rather, that is risen again. Let us notice in these verses the glory and majesty with which Christ rose from the dead. We are told that there was a great earthquake. We are told that the angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door of the sepulcher and sat upon it. We need not suppose that our blessed Lord needed to, the help of any angel when he came forth from the grave, but we need not for a moment doubt that he rose again by his own power. But it pleased God that his resurrection should be accomplished and then accompanied and followed by signs and wonders. It seemed good that the earth should shake and a glorious angel appear when the Son of God arose from the dead as a conqueror. Let us not fail to see the manner in this manner of our Lord's resurrection, a type and pledge of the resurrection of his believing people. The grave could not hold him beyond the appointed time, and it shall not be able to hold them. A glorious angel was a witness of his rising, and glorious angels shall be the messengers who shall gather believers when they rise again. He rose with a renewed body, and yet a body real, true, and material, and so shall they. His people shall have a glorious body and be like their head. When we see him, we shall be like him. Let us take comfort in this thought. Trial, sorrow, and persecution are often the, the portion of God's people. Sickness, weakness, and pain often hurt and wear their poor earthly tabernacle. But their good time is yet to come. Let them wait patiently, and they shall have a glorious resurrection. When they die, and where we are buried, and what kind of funeral we have matters little. The great question to be asked is this, how shall we rise again? I wanna pause there before going on to Ryle's other point. I think that first one is amazing. He actually, I think, squeezed two in there on us, uh, but he started by emphasizing that this miracle of the resurrection, what C.S. Lewis says is the miracle. And if this miracle happened, what's your problem with any of the other miracles? This is the only one we need to ask the question, did it happen? And it did happen. Uh, but uh, as we look at this miracle, I, I love the point he makes. The angels didn't raise Christ from the dead. The accompanying signs of earthquakes and things like that, these were not the causes of Christ coming back from the dead. He rose by his own power. And having risen by his own power, these witnesses and these declarations of his triumph accompanied it. I, I think that miracle is worth 
chewing on a bit more. I really appreciate Andrew Peterson here talking a little bit about, um, as he talked about writing a song of his, uh, he, he says, we really just don't know what happened in that grave, except we know this, that one minute it was a dead, stale air, and the next it was breath. That's not speculative theology. That's necessary theology. Christ was dead. He was a corpse. He was a broken corpse. His body was beaten. It was scabbed. It was ripped. It was rent. He was stricken. He was smitten. And he was and afflicted in body. That corpse lay there broken and hopeless, except that it was the body of Jesus Christ, God the Son in the flesh. And so, at one moment, that tomb was dead, and the next there was breath, as God the Son raised his own body from the dead. Chew on that, glory in that, and then digest, digest that second half of Ryle's point, that because we know that happened, as Paul says, we can know it will happen to us, not by our power, but because we belong to Jesus and his power, death could not hold. Well, back to Ryle with his next point. Ryle writes, let us notice in the next place the words of comfort which the angel addressed to the friends of Christ. We read that he said, Do not fear, for I know that you seek Jesus who was crucified. These words were spoken with a deep meaning. They were meant to cheer the hearts of believers in every age. In the prospect of the resurrection, they were intended to remind us that true Christians have no cause for alarm in the last day. Whatever may come on the world, the Lord shall appear in the clouds of heaven, and the earth will be burned up, and the graves shall give up their dead that are in them, and the sea shall give up the dead that is in it. The judgment shall be set, and the books shall be opened. The angels shall sift the wheat from the chaff and divide them, the good fish from the bad. But in all of this, there is nothing that need make believers afraid. Clothed in the righteousness of Christ, they shall be found without spot or blemish, safe in the one true ark. They shall not be hurt when the flood of God's wrath breaks on the earth. Then shall the words of the Lord receive their complete fulfillment. When these things begin to come to pass, lift up your heads for your redemption draws near. Then shall the wicked and unbelieving see how true was that word. Blessed 
are the people whose God is the Lord. May we be those people. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for the wisdom of your saints through the ages. We thank you for the wisdom of this blessed uh, Pastor Ryle, who now is enjoying in soul and spirit the, the full blessing of being in your presence, even as he waits for the day of his bodily resurrection. So, Lord, we celebrate today the glory of hope that we know our future, come what may. And Father, may we never forget that glorious reality is a yes and an amen for us because Jesus walked out of that grave. Father, may you be exalted from our hearts today and forevermore. For Jesus' sake and in his name we pray, amen. He is risen. The Lord bless you.